Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, November 23rd. That's right, sisters, November 23rd. Hard to believe. Big Thanksgiving week. I'm in uh, Santa Monica, California. I hesitated there for a second because I just got back, but... (laughs) All four of my sisters are on the line right now with us. So there's something to be thankful for. Let's uh, go in. How about reverse age order? Lee and Dolan. Thank you're you, Liz. In, Thank you're you. in Pasadena. I know we normally bring you in last as the youngest, but, you know, how's everything out there in Pasadena? Great. Just my husband is cleaning the house for Thanksgiving and I'm recording the show. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's the way it ought to be. Yeah, he's downstairs working it. He's got the pail. He's got everything out. Ooh. I've never seen him operate the vacuum, so <laughs> Next thing you know, we'll be hearing it because he'll be coming into the closet vacuuming. Pretty much. Okay. Monica Dolan, you are in Portland, Oregon. How are you doing? Great. Good to be with you guys. Can't wait to, uh, Liz, tell you about what I'm going to be making for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we actually seeing each other on Thanksgiving? I think we are, correct? Yes, we are. Okay. All right. I wasn't too sure about that. Sheila Dolan, you're in South Pasadena, California. What's new on your end? Well, I'm going to Fresh and Easy today to get the Harvest Salad, Leanne. All right, Sheila, bringing it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to Leanne's, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. I was there twice this week changing planes, but didn't really have time to do anything more than text you. <laughs> How are you there? I'm good, Liz. I've been to the grocery store twice for my pre-Thanksgiving day shopping. I think I only have about four or five more trips before the actual big day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking a lot about the big day. You know, Thanksgiving was always a huge, huge holiday in our family, as we've talked about many times before on Satellite Sisters. But, um, you know, it's also the November 26th is the second anniversary of our mother's death. So I've been thinking, I always think a lot about mom around Thanksgiving because it was so much her favorite holiday, but I don't know what you guys are doing, especially to mark mom or think about mom. But yesterday I actually went out and bought a little pot of white roses for my house because I knew that White roses were kind of a thing of hers. So I have I have a little bit of mom here on my dining room table now just as a remembrance. Liz, I'm proud of you. That's good. Well, thank you. Yeah. You'll be if you come by at Christmas time and they're still alive, <laughs> yeah. then, then then you can really be proud then of you. Then I'll really be proud of you. <laughs> well, I made mom's pate yesterday. So Oh, uh, that's nice. Always delicious. It is always delicious. That recipe, by the way, is in Satellite Sisters on Common Senses. If anyone's looking for it, that's where I got mine. It's, you know, from the Worcester Art Museum cookbook. So I cooked up two, like mom used to do, one for Thanksgiving, one for Christmas Eve. So we're set. Sheila, you're glad you're coming to my house. I you know, I can't believe this because I picked up uh two sets of decorative table leaves, you know, just to scatter about. <laughs> Yes. On my ta- on my tables at school for tomorrow. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But Lee and I have one set for Barracks Bar. Okay. Your 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 husband's bar would appreciate some tea leaves I'm bringing. Fantastic. 
That's so nice. Well, I, you know, I went and got bittersweet because mom, we grew up in Connecticut and of course it grew wild there. And mom used to always go out with her clippers and clip big bunches of bittersweet and decorate the house and make wreaths out of it. So it's less frequent down here in Dallas, but I managed to get some of that. And so I have, I've done some bittersweet decorating in the house. And then for my grandchildren, um, I, I too, Lee, and I made the pate mom's recipe for pate. Oh, you did? All right. I did. I found, I had the original recipe when I moved to New Orleans a hundred years ago. Mom wrote it out on one of her little note cards from, <laughs> that said Southport, Connecticut on it. And, uh, I, cause we, uh, they lived in Southport for many years. And so it's kind of stained and it's kind of wrinkled and it's, you know, it's aged, but I was able to decipher the recipe. And so I have a pate, um, in the fridge ready to go um and i also bought some chocolate tur- turkeys Here, there you go there you oh, go yeah. mom used to always do she'd buy those godiva chocolate t- turkeys and we would always complain about it that we didn't need the chocolate turkeys <laughs> everybody was too full to eat the chocolate turkeys maybe crazy when she bought the turkeys and now you've gone and bought that bought them i thought i saw them the other day i thought i might buy some yep <laughs> You in particular, Leon, used to complain the most about mom and the chocolate turkey. There's just so much food and on top of it, chocolate. Uh, Wow. Well, this Monica, I I wasn't really thinking about her yesterday, but I guess maybe I secretly was because I ended up with a whole bunch of mom's boxwood in these pots outside. Oh, they were looking. Yeah, ended up with a lot of her plants, which is very nice. I love to have her planters in the backyard. It's pretty much it's the only thing that looks good as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of trimmed up the boxwood yesterday, uh, gave it a little fall trim. So, yep. So mom would be very happy to know that, Monica, yes, but, that her boxwood was being well tended to. It's still alive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you certainly couldn't have grown up with our mother and grown up in our family and not, you know, not have Thanksgiving be a big holiday. Uh, you know, and I think it's a blockbuster, all, a blockbuster holiday. You no, know, we won't all be together. We will have we have different delegations celebrating in different places. Uh, but I think we're all sort of working on, you know, on our big celebration. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago on Satellite Sisters, I said that I wanted to do some exciting sides this year, you know, in addition to the traditional turkey and the gravy and the stuffing. I I wanted to, like, go somewhere different with my sides this year. I don't know why. And I had... So, go somewhere different okay yeah. I like where south of the border i don't know well that's it i mean you could you can do tex-mex here liz you sure. know there's you have a lot of options and so i have just been pouring over magazines looking at websites watching the food uh food network and i i, I just i don't know i now i have had so many choices right that i just uh, i'm making some bad choices you're seizing are, up you're seizing up i am so i will tell you here is what i've decided to make um, again, because she was one of mom's favorite uh, cooks is Ina Garden, the uh, Barefoot Contessa, has a new cookbook out uh, called Make Ahead, or, you know, which I which appeals to me. My husband gave it to me early as a sort of Thanksgiving Christmas part, uh, present. But they have a recipe for a winter slaw that is and are you ready for this sister? Mm. It's raw. So it has kale, 
Brussels sprouts, radicchio, Parmesan cheese, and dried cranberries uh, in a vinaigrette dressing. And I thought that would be exciting and something different um, uh, for Thanksgiving. Now, I think it's clear, I've clearly established that I don't even like kale. Right. I Brussels can't believe. Brussels sprouts. In fact, your instructions for this challenge, <laughs> it said no kale, no Brussels sprouts. But, but Julie, thought, Parmesan cheese, who does not like Parmesan cheese? Sheila, see, it's, and, and the dried cranberries and the radicchio, which is the uh, the red leaves. I would look, it's going to look so pretty. And maybe if I, if it's just all raw and chopped up, I'll like it better. I don't know. So that's, uh, <laughs> that so, is an exciting side. Is this your first salad at Thanksgiving? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's first salad. Well, so the salad, we, in, we incorporated that here and that, that was controversial at first. Mom was very suspicious of a yeah. salad at Thanksgiving. Uh, but uh, it was a huge hit. So I applaud your choice of salad. Right. Because okay. I, I, I think she made the case that the pilgrims did not have salad. Yes. <laughs> they certainly didn't have Parmesan cheese. Either. <laughs> or the, or... But, but they I'm did pretty... have, yeah, they did have raw. I, I, I think the raw <laughs> theme is very good. Okay, Sheila. Okay, well, I, I don't know if you'll like my second choice. Again, it's um, it's sort of something that Leon does. Leon, for the last couple of years, you have a delicious casserole. It's three onions, yes. it's, you know, or four onions. It's leek. It is good, yeah. It's yeah. very good. Well, um, the Barefoot Contessa has one that's leek and artichokes together. Oh, that's So a- that's my second side yes. that I'm going to do. That sounds, uh, sounds very tasty and and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be good and then i was feeling so sorry for butternut squash because i was going to eliminate butternut squash right. from my sides and i thought you can't really have i mean what would mom say no what would, you can't do it i tried again i tried this year i couldn't do it yep do it's it. not officially thanksgiving then <laughs> then it's just dinner I don't, I don't know what it is. So so I put butternut squash. I think I'm going to do what Leanne had uh, suggested out on her Facebook group. I'm going to cube it and roast it with a little olive oil and salt and pepper. There you go. So Fresh new so, way to serve it. Yep. So, but that's these. That's what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to try. Okay, going someplace new. Wow. I'm going someplace different. Cruciferous. <laughs> Very cruciferous, Julie. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you like the juices. Uh, Liz, I don't know if you're aware of it, but we are going to be together Thanksgiving in Bend. Well, I suspected we might be because I knew I would be in Bend at our brother Dick's, but I wasn't sure what your plan was. Right. Well, I'm coming. I'm I'm taking the bus. Great. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> There's a bus that goes from Ben from Portland to Ben. So nice. I don't hassle with the driving and if it's snowing. So we have been invited by Susan to contribute to the meal. So I've gone ahead and done some planning for us, Liz. Thank you. Okay. And and, and this is what we're doing. Uh we're doing butternut squash. Um and now I Leon, I had that same idea that I wouldn't mash it, but I would just cube it and roast it. Maybe with some dried sage, yeah. salt and pepper, and olive oil on top. And then, Liz, I have signed us up for turnips because I enjoy turnips, and I don't care if other people don't like them. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I, I would be in the uh, in the category of people that don't like turnips. Yeah. It just seems to me so redundant with butternut squash. I, you know, I eliminated like- turnip last year. No one said a word. No one missed <laughs> yeah. it. I, I apparently was, me and mom were the only ones eating the two kinds of turnips. Not just one. I had two. I eliminated it. No one cared. <laughs> well, I'm not eliminating it. And Good for I you. talked to Leo, our nephew, and I said, Leo, how do you feel about turnips? 
he said, I'm open to anything. <laughs> so, he's, he's a big, a hungry teenage boy. Monica, he's, he's you, should, there's, you should look at um, a Barefoot Contessa because she has a turnip oh. and uh, and uh, hair. Uh, uh, oh, that sounds good. Okay. No, See, so this... I'm, I'm going with the Barefoot Contessa mashed turnips. Well, they're actually rutabagas, but I think I'm going to mix the yellow and the white tur- white turnips and the rutabagas together and then crispy shallots on top. But here's the thing. I wanted to get sort of the freshest vegetables I could. So today I'm going to the farmer's market and I'm buying the butternut squash. I'm going to buy the turnips, rutabagas, sage, and then I'm bringing it all with me on the bus list. That, that is so totally something mom would do. So but, I appreciate the spirit. We've often spoken about how mom traveled with food. Right. and I Food just that could to... easily be purchased in the city she was traveling to. I think yes. that's the key. It, you know, it's the same thing, but I'm getting in late. And plus, I want the good farmer's market squash. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing today. So I'm going to bring a, a bag of squash. Liz, I'll be providing a little... Uh, grocery list to you so okay. you can do a little bit of grocery shopping on um, when you get there okay. and those are my two they're not exciting sides they're traditional sides. they're solid they're solid they're solid and i think it'll be fun we can make them together on thanksgiving morning and bring them over to dick and sue's but i was reading this article you know there's just there have been so many articles in the about how to make thanksgiving dinner yeah like it really like ramped up this year like everywhere you look every newspaper um all social media it was like how to cook the turkey how to cook everything ahead so i saw this one today and it was how to do the whole host thanksgiving really without hosting just using apps i don't mean appetizers (laughs) i mean mean, what do you mean what i mean is you can just hire people to like come to your house so you use an app to to get a housekeeper so they come oh. clean mm-hmm. your house. Then there's another app for a cleaners that will come and uh, wash your tablecloth, napkins, and deliver them to your house. Then there's an app for hiring a chef to come to your home <laughs> and an app for the liquor. So all you have to do is have a lot of money <laughs> and a smartphone. And have a lot of apps, yeah. <laughs> a lot of apps. And I really don't think that's hosting, you know. <laughs> No, I, yeah. Although I would love to go to someone's house next year that did that. Like, (laughs) as someone who's hosted many, many times, I would be happy to attend that Thanksgiving. Yes, Leanne, I'm sorry. I did get an email from the, you this week when I told you that I would be in Oregon instead of at your house for Thanksgiving. I got a sad face email from you because last year I brought the seafood. Yes. <laughs> we, we count out. Liz is like our app. She brings the big ticket items. <laughs> so, so we're sad. But uh, I'm going to miss Side you in face. the kitchen. You're good on the mashed potatoes, Lizzie. I just hadn't really thought that through. Okay. Well, apparently I'll be mashing turkey up for Monica. So uh, so that's fine. At least I know what my assignment is in Oregon now. Um, hey, speaking of Thanksgiving dinner, you know, uh, here's the thing. We produce Satellite Sisters a little bit like people produce Thanksgiving dinners. It's a bunch of people sitting around a table discussing various ideas. Sometimes you agree. Sometimes you disagree. 
We love doing the show. We do it from a place of warmth and empathy, but mainly from a place of humor because that's who we are. And I know we're not always going to say things that you agree with. Since our very first show, we have learned that because there is not a show we've ever produced or a column we've ever written or a book we've ever written that has not received letters, sometimes one, sometimes hundreds, uh, that say to us, that really didn't sit well with me. So I know people have had some objections to a few things over the last couple of weeks, but it's really been over the last 14 years. So we just <laughs> would like to say this, that we do the show not with any sense of malice, but we also are five individuals. And much like you and your friends and your family, as you sit around a Thanksgiving table, you're going to talk about stuff, you're going to have different opinions, and then you're all going to have pumpkin pie at the end. And... <laughs> That's what we'd like to say about how we produce Satellite Sisters. We talk about a bunch of stuff. We might not all agree, but we all have pumpkin pie at the end. (laughs) So happy Thanksgiving to the whole Satellite Sisterhood. Uh, If we haven't said something you disagree with yet, we will. Maybe this show. So uh, so stay tuned. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Really? And we are wishing you some very exciting sides. Exciting sides. Aren't you? Yes. Yes. But there have been some good posts. So. Well, Sheila. sisters, this is Sheila. Yes, I've been I've been busy. Uh, Leon, again, I'm going to Leon's. I'll bring the harvest salad. I'm on it. But I've been a little busy at school because I am producing my own Thanksgiving of sorts. Tomorrow and Tuesday, I am hosting the parents in my class. And the grandparents of my children. So I have a double whammy. At my school, we have a big grandparents day, which is incredibly fun and popular. The grandparents come, they sit with the children, and I usually do some kind of production. I feel it's time to, it's showtime, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grandparents basically love anything their grandchildren do, but I also think it's time to bring it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So what what do you have in mind? So, so well, I'm doing the annual book cook, which is a um it's a book report, uh food themed book report. Uh the kids will be wearing chef hats. Uh it's it's well produced, it's rehearsed. It's very tight. It's a tight production. Sounds very photogenic with the chef hats in it. <laughs> and as I found myself raising my voice on Friday to the children saying these words, this is what your parents are going to remember. Do you understand me? <laughs> this is what you're going to remember from third grade. The book cook. <laughs> did that get through to them, Sheila? I, I hope it did. I mean, some looked at me a little afraid <laughs> at that point. Uh, but, you know, this is what we need to do. So what I'm doing, I'm doing a dress rehearsal for the parents tomorrow. And we are providing snacks and coffee and juice, just as a thank you, dress rehearsal for the parents. I feel it's good PR. And then Tuesday, boom, we'll be ready for the grandparents to come in. Um, So that's what I've been up to at school. And uh, I hope all goes well. Do you know what I mean? Good luck with that. Break a leg. Break a leg. So, sorry, Sheila, what do you have? What are you serving? Do you have any flowers or anything? I've delegated the food. Okay, good. All right. Okay, so my assistant bakes bread. Can you believe that? She actually she, she actually bakes. She's making rolls. Oh, oh wow. 
nice, very nice, Sheila. Mini, mini rolls with jam and butter. So that will be the feature. Then I am bringing cut apples with cinnamon sprinkled on top. Which every <laughs> Do you, you cut, cutting those yourself? No, no, no you way. Buy, you can buy them cut, Liz. Yeah, no, buy them cut. Some nice cinnamon. Spr- uh, that who doesn't love that, right, yeah. Nan? Yeah, yeah, Sheila. And then I'm bringing uh, because my kids really love cheddar cheese. <laughs> I'm bringing cheese, cheese and crackers. Uh-huh. It's just a little mid-morning snack. Yeah. We're not talking major. Okay. I feel like the homemade rolls will be the centerpiece. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I need to borrow anything. You know where I am. No, well, I'm bringing my only three platters that I own. I'm actually bringing a chip and dip platter for the rolls. And I think the big... <laughs> oh, that's going... No, no, no. Listen, what my concept is the well in the middle will be for the jam. I thought I thought that was fun, funky. <laughs> That's exciting, Sheila. Funky, That's, funky exciting <laughs> That's an exciting platter. I mean, come on. You don't think they're going to be tempted then to just dunk their rolls in the jam in the middle part? No, because I'm going to have signage. No fingers, please. Everything is going to be. <laughs> I'm going to. Even though you're serving finger food, <laughs> it's going to be tongs and toothpicks. <laughs> On everything. I, I'm, <laughs> no, and I'm going to have actual signs, no fingers. And I'm, <laughs> it's an OCD nightmare. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's basically you can eat, but not really. You, you, <laughs> Sounds super welcoming. <laughs> no. uh, okay, so that's what I've been busy with. And at home, it's really busy around my building because, number one, my building has been painted a lovely stately gray, oh, which good. was much better than the, uh, I don't know what you call it before, the nougat, it was- orange orange nougat that was, that was. Yeah, it was the, really drab before. I know. It was drab before. Now it's stately, which I appreciate. And then the other big news is, um, you know, my downstairs neighbors are moving out, which I, yeah. Now, um, I have referred to my neighbors before on Satellite Sisters. I tried to describe them in the only way I could, which was my downstairs neighbor woman, the couple, the girl reminded me a lot of Squeaky From. So... (laughs) Uh-huh. So are you giving her a uh, squeaky uh, goodbye party, Sheila? I, well, this is the thing. Squeaky disappeared a couple of weeks ago. I guess she moved first because I know I, I peeked in. Uh, at some point, I noticed her car wasn't around. I just wanted to make sure her boyfriend was okay. Yes, uh, I did- I'm sure that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's so thoughtful of you. And there was a big sign in the kitchen which, which a picture with a picture of their cat that said, "Don't let the cat out." <laughs> um, so I think she moved two weeks ahead of time, wanted to make sure he didn't let the cat out, and he moved yesterday. A big moving van came, and I asked him. Um, I referred to him as I, I. I'm sorry, but I referred to him as Wolfman Jack yes. because. He was so it a, sounds like you had some really good relations with your downstairs neighbors. <laughs> well, they, did, they did come to your aid. They did come to my aid, and I said, where are you moving? We're going to San Francisco. I said, good luck. I said, thank you very much. And now I'm left with the problem of who's going to fill that apartment. Mm. Yeah. Right. And the good thing about having um, 
anarchists downstairs <laughs> is that they're very quiet, right? Because all of their dealings are very quiet. Yes. You don't you don't hear a lot yeah. from uh-huh. them. Yeah. So you know, I could get some party party people down. I was there. thinking maybe Brooks and his friend Charles would like to move in. So love you. <laughs> well, uh, yes, um, I guess. I mean, it's going to be open, and it's it's a great situation for anybody because they have a, a big garage, and I know those guys like to collect. What do they collect? Cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm um, just trying to imagine, Sheila, who would your ideal downstairs neighbor be? Like, well, a- I think it would be a divorced uh, billionaire who wants to uh, down downside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because billionaires love to rent apartments. Yeah. No, I think that's it. The divorced billionaire. Um, okay. Look- Okay, so that's it. That's and you know the other, the only other thing I want to mention is, and I feel so badly about uh, the death of Mike Nichols. But that's that was a sad. I mean, Mike Nichols was one of uh, the best directors in the world. Clearly, um, he passed away this this week at the age of eighty three. I had no idea how old he was. Um, his third wife, Diane Sawyer, love her, and um, of course he was the celebrated director. Of probably one of our favorite films of all time, The Graduate. Mm-hmm. The Graduate. Mm-hmm. I mean, my gosh. Um, he also did the Broadway version, stage version, and film version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Incredible. Um, he did the revival of Death of a Salesman. Um, with he was Phillips working Sweet. on something currently, like another incredible play with Meryl Streep or something. Like he was actively producing and directing another play too when he and, died. And it, yeah, and you just get the feeling of every actor that ever worked with him that they absolutely loved him, and he must have been an amazing human being to have produced all these varied movies, including Birdcage. I mean, all over the map. He in Charlie Wilson's War. Um, so we just want to say um, goodbye to Mike Nichols today on the show. Yeah, he st- he strikes me as the ultimate Renaissance man, you know, and uh, so I was very sad when I read that too, Sheila. And then he came out of the world of improv comedy, right? You know, the Nichols and May and what the name they made for themselves really, really an unbelievably varied and brilliant career. He just looked like if you ever got seated next to Mike Nichols at at a dinner. You would be like total score, you know. Like, <laughs> yes, just, yeah, just be yeah. like the most fascinating person in the world. So I agree. That made me sad when I saw that too. Um, can I ask about another man in the news? Like on the flip side, something very, very sad. As I said, I was traveling most of this week. I was, I was actually in Argentina all week. But the um, the the Bill Cosby news is yeah. so unsettling and seemed to really gain a momentum while I was gone that was very unexpected when I got back yesterday. So what what is going on there? You know what, Liz? You know, like, I, I thought... Oh, go ahead, Joel. No, I was just going to say, you know, it started... The, the, this whole thing started in a comedy act. Some some other comedian sort of started to make jokes about... Uh, about uh, Bill Cosby and the allegations of rape. And then it sort of, it, it gathered steam. And so the women that had been with Bill Cosby, all of a sudden, after all these years, have now spoken up. And it's uh, quite a few women, you know? So that that's what 
is amazing about this. And it's amazing that so much time has has transpired from when these incidents occurred and having the courage to come forward to talk about it. You know, I thought Lisa Belkin had a really good piece on it this week, Liz. She's over at Yahoo News now. She was at the New York Times. She's been a guest on our show. And, you know, when, you know, there was a lot of questioning the women, uh, you know, why, how come it took so long, this and that. And she just makes the point that it's a very different environment now than it was 30 years ago when, um, when, these, alleg- when these things allegedly happened, that people understand a lot more now about sexual assaults and mm-hmm. women feel more comfortable about coming forward now. And, and I didn't realize there were so many allegations about him already out there. I don't, I don't think I was aware of that. Actually. No, me neither. And some of the stuff I read this morning, Lee, and they referred to it as an open secret in the entertainment business. And that is not something that I think the average viewer in America was ever aware of. Yeah, I, I did not realize that. So I thought Lisa Belkin's piece really put it in perspective because I was kind of thinking, because it was like every day you were gone, another woman, two other women, all of a sudden it's up to yeah. 17 women. Like, how come this is all happening? But it's just this idea that we actually have come a long way uh, in terms of, uh, you know, dealing with sexual assault in 30 years. And that's why women feel more comfortable doing it. So it's a good piece. I'll put a link on the Satellite Sisters page if you haven't read it. We'll catch you up to speed. Okay, great. I would like to read that. Thank you, Liam. All right. And it's completely changing gears here. Another, another entertainment story, or at least entertaining. All right. So um, Mia has become kind of a cult hero in the neighborhood, my German shepherd, since going on the errands with my other neighbor. Like, Okay, thinks, that, that was a hilarious story. He I thinks it's that. the funniest thing, like, ever. So he's told everybody in the neighborhood that he took my dog to the dog park and um, didn't know, you know, unknowingly took Mia out for errands and then walked into the house and there was another German shepherd, his own, sitting there in the kitchen. All right. So now I'm walking the dog and everybody, I even neighbors I don't know are like, is that the German shepherd that went on the errands? I'm like, that's her. So she's very famous now. So that's just to put in context. This Monday, a location scout knocked on my door. And um, he was scouting locations for a Buick commercial. Now, you know, Buick is running that series of ads like that doesn't look like a Buick. Have you seen that series? Right. Yes. 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 So and those ads have all been filmed on my street. You know, my street is a very popular street for car commercials because it has just the right combination of trees and shade and sort of older looking houses that can be like generic any place in the world, not necessarily Southern California. So the Buick ad with the big pink you know, unicorn on top. Uh, They filmed that there. The other one, that doesn't look like a Buick. That's all been filmed on my street. The better half of the street, I'll be honest. (laughs) The higher. (laughs) Kind of around the corner from you. Yeah. The homes with the three sets of washers and dryers in the basement, that side. (laughs) So I was thrilled that they were on our side. They said, we're looking for uh, a house. The concept of this ad is that it's the dogs in the neighborhood communicating and barking behind a gate, that doesn't look like a Buick. Like dog barking. <laughs> and he said, and Excellent dog voice there, Liam. Thank you. And we're interested in using your house for the dog behind the barking gate. And for oh. one second, I went, oh, my God. This is Mia's big break. Like, <laughs> this is the part of a lifetime for her. Dog that's barking all she does, behind gate. Yeah. She has been barking behind a gate for 10 years. And it's finally going to pay off. <laughs> so I totally lost it with the guy. I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? She is so good barking behind a gate. That's what she does all day long. 
And he's like, yeah, no, we don't want to use your dog. <laughs> oh, they put their own dog. No. They crushed it, crushed the spirit. He said we were going to use a professional dog. And oh. uh, we were just interested in possibly using your house and your gate. And I was like, oh, huh. Oh, I thought maybe word of her, you know, charm had spread to the location <laughs> scout. So long story short, neighbor, the commercial happened Friday. They did not use my house. They used oh, the God. house two houses up, okay? The newer house, the gray one with the trellis in the front. Oh, and yeah. it was hundreds, I mean, dozens and dozens of people, giant trucks, full-on, big-budget Buick commercial. You know, the Buick comes on the flatbed truck. And me and I are just sitting in the living room. We got nothing going on. No one's parked in our <laughs> yeah, We didn't make one dime from this commercial. Mia's just sitting in the window. I'm just staring out the window, steaming. Like, this could have been her big break <laughs> and then at like three o'clock in the afternoon when the golden lights happening i hear the barking and i'm like oh there's the dog so i go to look and sure enough on the front lawn is like this beautiful well-trained younger thinner golden retriever just oh. barking on cue doing everything they're telling him to do oh. and i thought you know me would have brought a lot more passion to the role i think <laughs> <laughs> Would have been more convincing. Much more convincing, Liz. You know, she brings it. When she barks behind the gate, she brings it. So... But you I, I don't know. She, I don't know though, Leanne, if she would have hit her mark all right on that commercial because she has been wandering. She did wander out the other day. I, I found her in the, sort of the middle of the street one I day. I know. I know. I, know. I mean, Sad. she's. I know. So, yeah, you would have to train her a little bit before the big commercial. <laughs> we would have. Okay, so she missed her. She did not She did not get that gig. But when you see the commercial, know that we were just two doors down. <laughs> Wondering That's, why. Yeah, just so, you know, 10 feet from stardom, Leah. Exactly. There you were. <laughs> That's exactly right, Julie. <laughs> All right. And did then you one have other... a chance to talk to the professional tra dog trainer? No, to I, didn't even want to I didn't want to acknowledge them. You were too bitter. Okay, okay. <laughs> I did like the fact that Mia pretty much barked all day, though, at everybody, walking back and forth, <laughs> so they could see how a real dog barked behind a gate. <laughs> okay. um, uh, oh, and then I managed to go to the car show this week, the uh, the press days of the L.A. Auto Show. And I'll, well, you I'll, go every year. You enjoy the car show. I do. I love it. So and I'll do a full report on the Tuesday show, Julie. It's too much to do here. But um, one of the things I've been going to the last couple of years is the Connected Car Expo, where it's the media of, you know, tech and automotive. So it's the idea like what's happening in your car? Why doesn't the inside of your car work like your cell phone? Like why can't you have all those options in your car like you have on your cell phone? And for years, the automotive business kind of, they missed the boat on this and they admit that. And then they tried to develop their own systems, but they're not Google and they're not Apple. So they can't do that. So now they've just gone with Google and Apple. And so this year's discussion was about all the things your cars are going to be able to do for you in the future. And so one of the presenters was a guy from Microsoft. And their goal really is to get cars, not only you to be able to tell your car what to do, but to have your car tell you what to do. Okay. <laughs> and then they want- Wait a minute. Why would I want that? 
Here's what they envision. I'm totally fine with that. I know. I know. Julie, you're going to like the car of the future because in most of the cars of the future that I saw the pictures, people are just lying down, enjoying themselves while the cars. (laughs) I want to be the passenger. I don't want to be the driver. Yeah. Okay. But here's here's how the sentient car works, because they can put in all these apps, develop these uh, software now, like uh, voice recognition, facial recognition, that kind of stuff. So the car will be able to judge your moods. So, um, and then turn different colors. Like, if let me just let me explain. So, imagine like this is the example they use. So, the car will be able to not only judge your moods and how you're feeling, but then also make suggestions for how that might be improved in some way, or what could they do to make your experience better in the car. So, they said, imagine you're a mom, you're taking two kids to school, they're fighting in the back seat, and you're raising your voice. And the the uh, voice recognition software will understand things are going poorly in the car. So they'll suggest, hey, why don't we all play a trivia game? Okay. Oh, my God. Or imagine you're talking to your friend on the hands-free cell phone and you're saying, you know, we should get some sushi for lunch. And then the car responds with, I know a great place for sushi in the neighborhood. And on your screen, there pops up a great place for sushi in your neighborhood. It's it's thinking, Liz. It's thinking. It's trying to to understand you and make your life better. But this was the one that I thought could go horribly, horribly wrong. They said, imagine at the end of the day, it's L.A. You're stuck in two hours worth of traffic. Oh, from the vo- from the face and the voice recognition, they know you're in a terrible mood. Someday, the car will be able to call your spouse and say... <laughs> You better pour a big glass of red wine for her. She's had a hard day. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want the car calling my spouse about anything that happens in the car. I like the idea of your car as your friend. Yes. I mean, there you have it. I mean, a lot of people name their cars. You know, they, you know, have names for their their friend. But Julie, even your friends are not an intermediary with your husband. (laughs) I mean, that seems, I can't think of anything worse. Well, imagine if you're calling the guy you're having an affair with from the car. And then the car decides to call your spouse and say, I think she's cheating on you. I mean, it could go, or you should have seen what your wife did in the car today. Julie, I'm just, I'm worried about you. What if the car calls Tram about every near miss you have? I, I just, I, I just don't know why. Well, I, I can answer my own question here. I was about to say, I don't know why anyone would think this is a good idea, but these are engineers right. for whom if it's possible to do, it's very exciting for them to be able to do it. This is where I feel like marketing people need to stop engineering people <laughs> from doing what their natural instincts are telling them to do. Uh, this just seems like a that part really seems like a terrible idea. Even the part about sushi, I didn't know. Please, I'm a grown up. I can find my own sushi. No, I just don't. I don't need you to tell me where to get sushi. Maybe I don't even mean it as I say this to my friend. Maybe I'm only kidding. I'm just putting it off. Yeah, yeah. Let's have lunch. Is not an invitation for my car to say, okay, ten minutes from here. You know, stop. I can I can handle those things on my own. Well, wow. Liz, the whole the whole thrust of their their design and their engineering, their marketing seems to be this, and you'll appreciate this catchphrase: "It's not the drive, it's the journey." 
Every single person uh, for two days said that. So there, you know, there are people that just buy a car to get from point A to point B. But they're now designing cars. And then there are the real drivers, you know, who just don't want any of the bells and whistles. But then for the vast part of us in between, it's about the journey, Liz. It's not about the drive. So they're trying to enhance our journey. There was another technology they actually showed us uh, a demonstration of. It's um, using sensors for your hands. So just, you know, the car is now reading sensors. So imagine this is the scenario they gave us. You're on a long drive with your kids. They're in the back seat. Their their hands are now attached to these sensors. So if you're driving past, say, uh, Hearst Castle, you're driving up the coast of California, the kid points to Hearst Castle drags his fingers to the front to a screen in front of him and all of a sudden all this information about Hearst Castle pops up. Okay, okay, so I told this to my son Colin. He goes, Oh yeah, that'd be great if say they're driving past a gentleman's club and they just <laughs> <laughs> drag, drag their fingers. Mommy, what are these people doing? Because that's awesome. So there, so there are wow. some drawbacks. But yeah, I mean, that's what they, that's why you're going to have to be lying down in your car because there's just so much to do. You won't be able to right. drive anymore. I'm all for anything that enhances safety. Like, and there are lots of things they can do to make cars safer to drive or we'll all be able to like be closer together, like not leave so much room on the freeway because the cars will know all right. of that. All the, that I get. The rest of this, the read my mind part of it. No, thank you. No. Yeah, they did say that's really, they claim that that's really the goal, is to use all this technology to increase safety. Yeah. So, and to, to, but that's a fine line. They all admitted yes. they had like three people, one from Art Center, one from Microsoft, and I forget where the other one was. She was from some other tech company. So uh, that that was the goal, but it is, you can get carried away. You can get carried away with, you know, the car reading your mind. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it would be go. nice to have a spa-like environment in your car, <laughs> Sheila. You would like that, right? If you get into your car after a hard day at school and then it's like going to like the Korean day spa in your car. <laughs> when the- I, I wouldn't mind that if like the lights were dim and there was... <laughs> Massage chairs, you know, maybe a little water feature in the back seat. (laughs) A little Anya music comes on. That's the thing. That would be nice. And you know the lovely smells that they have and you go have a massage in a day spa? That would be okay. Mm -hmm. I I think a car is just for driving around and and eating, you know, basically... And I think spas are, should be for, for getting naked and having a, a nice massage. I, I don't see the two coming together. You don't? Oh. Mm-hmm. Many mm-hmm. people have tried, Sheila, but I guess. Uh, I know, Jewel. Yeah. Well, something something to look out for. But I'll have a full car report on Tuesday's show. It was it was fun as usual. Love seeing the cars. So, yeah. But Monica, no Subaru there. So you asked me to take a look oh, at the okay. Outback. Yeah, they were like the only company not there. I was surprised. Hmm. So. There you have it. Um, All right. I know we're kind of wrapping up, but I wanted to mention one thing. Uh, One of our satellite misters, Michael, I don't know if you've ever seen his posts, but he does the adorable series of books and products with Mirabelle, his Boston Terrier. 
Have you ever oh, seen yeah, him yeah. post on, on our Facebook page and stuff? All right. Well, he's trying to get a Mirabelle plush toy. All right. I mean, that's the goal of every dog. I want a Mia plush toy, but I guess that's next. Um, so he is starting, he's doing a Kickstarter campaign. So I put the links up on my Facebook page and the Satellite Sisters Facebook page. If you want to get in on the action for the adorable Boston Terrier plush toy, he's got a lot of good, you know how when you do the Kickstarter, you get the thank you gifts and everything. So even the gifts adore, are adorable now for the for the thank you gifts. It's fantastic. So uh, you can get, he already has bags and thank you cards and books and things like that. And he's a real supporter of Satellite Sisters. And Mirabelle is a trained, she's a trained dog. She's a trained professional dog <laughs> who I'm sure could bark on cue if she really <laughs> needed to. <laughs> so I put those links on the Facebook page and I'll put them at SatelliteSisters.com if you want to get in on that Kickstarter campaign. All right, another link we are going to put on the Facebook page is a um, a new CD from an old, old friend of the Satellite Sisters. Uh, sisters, we all knew her as Mary Barbaro. You remember Mary Barbaro, right? Yes, of we course. went to high school, high school with her. Uh, yes. we, went, we went to high school with uh, Mary Madeline Barbaro, who is now a, uh, a, well, she's long time been a performer. As a matter of fact, when we were in high school, I know we've been joking about Godspell a lot recently. <laughs> I guarantee you, she now goes by the name Madeline. I guarantee you that Madeline could sing every word of every song of Godspell, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, yes, that absolutely. was Totally in her wheelhouse. So uh, I got an email from Madeline a couple of weeks ago and a longtime friend of hers who is a longtime Satellite Sister listener who wanted us to know that Madeline and her um, co-writer and co-performer Nicole have a brand new CD out. It's called Madeline and Nicole, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N and Nicole. It's all original songs by the two of them. There are 10 songs on the album, Madeline and Nicole. I've been listening through some of them. They're really, really nice. So we will play one of their new songs on the way out of the show today. But if you just want to buy a really nice uh, CD for yourself, for your own Satellite Sister, why not support one of our Satellite Sisters? And you can go to iTunes and check out Madeline and Nicole. Uh, and one other Satellite Sisterhood note I wanted to make is we mentioned last week that our cousin Anne was having a bone marrow transplant this week, and many of you wrote in and sending all your best thoughts and prayers. So that went A-OK on, uh, on Wednesday. Our cousin Joe was the donor. He is a little sore in his hips, he said. I saw him on Friday. But Anne is doing very well and seems so far so good. And I know she listened to last week's show. So Anne, listening to this week's show, we send you our love. And the whole Satellite Sisterhood is still thinking of you and wishing you a very uh, safe and happy recovery. So there you have it. Excellent. And, And now we just have happy Thanksgiving messages, right? That's right. And safe travels for everyone that will be traveling over the holidays. And good luck on the bus, Monica, (laughs) with the turnips. And uh, (laughs) Lean and I will be doing a show on Tuesday. And uh, good luck with your preparations for the big Thanksgiving week. Thank you, Joel. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. And the birds are screaming Kids awakening in my world of dreaming It's waking up Everybody's got a different need Feed me, text 
me, mommy, play with me, oh, where's my coffee cup? The grass is looking greener over there, there must be something I don't know. Dreams from long ago screen. 